Welcome to the Skillshop Pincast, episode 59. I'm Graham. I'm Kayla. And uh, we are recording, uh, I guess, let's just call it Skillshot Studios uh, version 4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're live uh, on the scene at, uh, I would dare say, in a lot of ways, uh, no, just straight up, the yeah. birthplace of, of the, the Seattle pinball scene, at least the contemporary version Absolutely. that we have it. That's It, it was where I actually... Uh, fell in love with pinball by the way Seattle. yeah <laughs> not just seattle short yes <laughs> that's right <laughs> we're here with Aval at shorties hello hey how are you thanks for having me absolutely thanks for being yeah, on yeah thanks for joining us something yes. that we've talked about for a long time now so yes. it's glad to have really you here excited to be here well i'm here every day but uh, <laughs> yeah. i'm really excited you guys are here yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, exciting for us we're we're yeah. back in the trophy room and it feels pretty cool because we've still got the the gate up <laughs> and the high back exclusive. chairs oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is real cushy i'm mm-hmm. into it oh man so where to start you want to just launch into your pinball background you want to do it like that uh, yeah you asked the questions yeah. I, there's a lot of stuff i uh, i think i uh, have to dig up from far because I can't really remember. <laughs> well, we'll take it in steps then. How about we start with when you open Shorties, and then we'll move back to your yeah. pinball well, uh, origin story after that. Well, when I first came to Seattle, Shorties was already here. Okay. Uh, but it was barely, in, I think, in the first year when I first ca- came here, and um, it was ran by a, a gal named Martha, who um, who started it. Yeah, it's '97, and I was here in '98, and she. Um, she had a, a local celebrity in pinball. Uh, um, I was going to say Larry, Mark, Mark O'Farrell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, he ran the games here, but uh, it so happened to be that uh, Martha and I hit it off, and uh, I also had pinball machines, but they were in Amsterdam, and um, we decided to uh, go for it, and I put them all in a container and moved them out here. I slowly phased out. Uh, Mark, who mm-hmm. was a really good sport about it, never was never an asshole, always helpful. Um, so, kudos to him. He's dead now, but yeah, yes. I've never had anything but good experiences with Mark O'Farrell. Yeah, very too. friendly He's, guy. Yeah, a little He's, chaotic. Yeah, a little crazy, but uh, <laughs> who isn't in this business, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to be. Uh huh. Yeah. How many uh, games are on that shipping container from Amsterdam? Um, God, I want to say. 20, 25 or that's something. That's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah a but it was everything. Machines. There was a, there was some real junker EMs in there, and um, and uh, no no dot matrix. Hmm. Uh, is that true? Well, there was a few Data East titles, mm-hmm. and actually, no, 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 I'm lying because there was a Shadow. Shadow okay. was from Amsterdam. All right. Uh, Jack uh, Jackpot was a, was a game from Amsterdam, um, but no medieval madnesses or. Adam's families or any of that stuff. It was all the B titles. <laughs> People call them B titles, but I think they're still great pinball machines. <laughs> do you do you remember? Uh, okay, so you, you mentioned Jackbot. Uh, you also ha- how many do you remember of, <laughs> of, of those original uh, B titles as well? Well, um, there's a Fathom here that is actually oh, now at Shorties, and that was on that, sh- uh, on that in that shipment. Wow. My one that, true love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that was actually a pinball machine that was own, uh, owned by my. Uh, former boss when I was in high school of six and pinball machines and he he bought that game new oh my gosh so that is uh, I remember when that came to the shop and um, I'm trying to think what else is there was a 
all those uh, 80s ballets, uh, Medusa, Xenon, mm. uh, Flash Gordon, Barracora. Uh, no, it was yeah. all. It was it, there was my the guy I used to work for hated Williams, oh, but, yeah. and that's another thing <laughs> in Europe. It was I don't know why it was like that, but in Europe you had a. Uh, had countries that were strictly Bali and countries that were strictly Williams. Huh. Bel- Belgium was all Williams. Germany and <coughs> excuse me and Holland, for instance, were all Bali. And some Williams, and and France, for instance, was all Godly. There was no Bali or Williams. Huh. And I don't know why that is. It was just like that. And the guy I worked for, um, he 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 only ran uh, Bali games because I remember the days. When they were still doing EMs and there was no uh, solid state, those were all also all hmm. Bali games. I wonder if it was something to do with the export. Um, well, there was a plant in um, Bali had a few uh, plants in Europe. One in in Ireland where they made um, slot machines, and one in Belgium where they did the bingo machines. Mm-hmm. And they they were building um, pinball machines in Germany for the European market. So not just for hmm. Be- for Germany, for, for but I don't know why. Oh, so then you wouldn't have to worry about the export of that, really? You're already over in Europe, then. No, they were they were they were made for the European market, uh-huh. um, but they also made because the thing is, you could buy, for instance, the uh, EM games for a while came out with German uh, uh, language on the back glass and on the play fields, and uh, and English, so you could order wow. both. But I don't know if the, in British, the English one came from America. I don't. I don't really know. I was, mm-hmm. I was 14 or something. You know, I was just uh, changing light bulbs and yeah, uh, right. <laughs> and uh, you know, taking a rag on the play field and they call it good enough and get mm-hmm. it back out there. So well, I went over to Europe two years ago for the first time and I played a bunch in Berlin, um, and mostly like uh, dot matrix machines there. But everything, all the displays were in German, yeah. but the rest of the play field and everything was still in English. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah, it's definitely not just a Bally town anymore. It's definitely lots of yeah. different manufacturers now. Well, when I left, pinball was pretty much dead, you know. Uh, yeah, so you late was, 90s. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, and I kind of I kind of got out of it in the in the 80s because pinball was really taking a nosedive. And, and in Holland, there was also a law where, you know, you, an operator could run slot machines and they make about 100 times the money that the pinball machine does. Naturally. So... Uh, in the end, when I quit, it was it was almost all slot machines and just a few pins. Yeah. Hmm. You know, um, the guy I worked for had a they had an arcade in the beach town, and they would every morning when I came to work, I would have to take the hand truck, and t- and there was an elevator and a floor elevator would go down to the basement, and every game had a number, and there was buckets with the same number. You empty out all the money in the buckets and they would weigh the money they wouldn't count it they would wow. weigh it <laughs> every day and the pinball machines nobody they they checked them once a week or something to see if there's any oh, money man. in it hmm. it was thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars every day coming in, in you know coins yeah on the slot machines and that's why you know that and this and also of course the video games in the 80s kind of killed pinball mm-hmm. hmm. in but- Holland uh, so, so you've you've hinted to how how far back your your pinball uh, 
roots go, but let's let's <laughs> let's go let's dial it all the way back. I mean, you said you were working on machines when you were 14. You got out of it for a while in the 80s, like yeah. Well, take the us first, all the way back. my my first uh, interactions, I think, with pinball machines was was definitely in the EM time in the early 70s, mm-hmm. and uh, we figured out that uh, all the EM games have a steel door in the back and just a one lock in the center, and it was really easy to pry it open and you take a stick and you could see the credit wheel and you give it a yank and there's 15 <laughs> credits on there and you're like seven years old and people walk up to you and say well god you, yeah, yeah i just got 15 credits i'm really good you know and uh anyways that was um that was you know how you could play for free yeah and um and i remember um the, well the, the first solid state games that we had Actually, we did have a Charlie's Angels, come to think of it. Hmm. But the first game I remember, uh, there was this big palatial place that we, this guy used to have, this old, uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was this, uh, actually a jail that they converted to like this arcade place. Oh, wow. Uh, this huh. um, marble or stone floors, and it was echoey. And um, they bought a uh, kiss, and uh, the sound was cranked up all the way. And there was a line of people all the way out the door waiting to play Kiss. Yeah, I want a picture of that so bad. <laughs> and Lost That's World so cool. was another one that mm-hmm. people would line up for. And then the little older ones, uh, we had Evil Knievel, Power Play, Matahari, all, the, all that stuff. That was all when I was working for those guys, mm-hmm. you know, late, late 70s, early 80s. Those games are still classic now. You know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I, I have a few of those titles, thank God, because I really like the... I like that era. Yeah. But there's a lot of g- cool games. You know, there's early 70s EM, uh, God Leaves Are Great Pinball Machines. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the zipper flippers from the 60s that mm-hmm. Bali did for a while. Uh, and then Williams came with these long skinny flippers in 1970. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> now you can really hit these things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so every, every uh, manufacturer has their thing, you know. It was... Because... Uh, with all due respect, I think Bally made a lot of turds hmm. in the early 70s. It wasn't that great, you know, a few exceptions, but um, Williams had great games too, you know, and so did Gottlieb. So, you know. They can't all be winners, but we'll play no. them all. You know? Right. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you had, so uh, the owner of, this, of Shorty's when it first started, yeah. is that who owns Jules May now? No. Okay, Did, was there a connection there yes. between Shorty's and Jules May? We, um, we were here and, uh, you know, and, and Shorty's was kind of, at that point, kind of taking off a little bit. That mm-hmm. uh, was around 2003, I think, so we've been here for five years, six years. And, um, you know, uh, Jules May's had closed a few years prior and, and the guy who owns the building friends at Martha I said hey how about doing something in Georgetown I said sure so we got into that uh, but it kind of uh, was also the end of us at the same time so by the time we were done with Jules Mays and it all was all up and running we decided to um, call it quits and uh, mm-hmm. she split town and I I uh, stayed here yeah mm-hmm. so I I in the in the in the split, I wound up with this place because um, that's what I knew how to do with pinball machines and all yeah. this stuff. And she got everything else. It worked out great, and uh, you know, I really always had a passion for pinball, and 
-hmm. you know, especially the early years, it wasn't always easy because you couldn't really go out on the internet and find pinball machines or parts or anything. That mm -hmm. wasn't really there. So you really had to scramble to, uh, to keep things going. But that's kind of what I like to do, so. And we, and we re well, there was a high, high school uh, up on Capitol Hill as well. Um, mm -hmm. they, I think they, I can't remember, they must have shut their doors around 2003 or something like that. Okay. So at that point, we were really the only people here. Yeah. And, uh, but nobody was interested in pinball, you know, there was no, the distributors didn't care, there was no websites where you could get the latest turn or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, there was no, nothing in Portland, there was nothing mm -hmm. anywhere else, really. But over the years, it kind of, I don't know if it started here at Shorty's or if it's just because people have a lot of basements here. I have no idea, but somehow around that time, it kind of started snowballing. And in 2006, 2007, you could, you could tell the difference. And it was just a few years, like three, four, five years, how the whole, you know, resurgence of pinball started. Mm -hmm. And Stern was back in the game. They started making pinball machines again. So that really, that was it. And I can't, when was, I should know this, but I can't remember when Monopoly came out because. That was like a 2004 machine. Yeah, Monopoly okay. and Lord of the Rings. They were kind of like the first games yeah. of when people really started getting into it again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. I am actively looking that <laughs> up. Yeah, I feel like it's 0304 <laughs> around there. Yeah, so that kind of all happened around the same time. And, and I'm sure that uh, Stern didn't build uh, Lord of the Rings or Monopoly because they were looking at shorties. Oh, look, <laughs> right. things are going great at shorties. We're going to make pinball machines yeah. now. So there must have been something else. Yeah. But uh, I do believe that we were probably <laughs> one of the first places to uh, enjoy that um, renewed interest, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, IPDB says that Monopoly came out in 2001, which shocks me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. That's, sooner, that's earlier than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. It, and, and, and I have to be honest with you, that period is all a blur to me. <laughs> I got here in 98 and never left. I spent every day of my life since in this place. Yeah. And uh, whether it was uh, fixing the plumbing or uh, fixing a pinball machine, I, I honestly d don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you didn't come to Seattle for pinball. It just happened. Um, well, it's a long story, but a friend of mine who um, was in the music business, um, I met him in uh, Port in Seattle. I'm sorry, Amsterdam. When I was still living in Amsterdam, mm -hmm. and um, he was working for a record company. And uh, when he was in Amsterdam, of course, all his friends from Portland, because he was from Portland, came to visit him because they all wanted to go party in Amsterdam. Oh yeah, <laughs> sure. And so uh, one of the the guys there, Carl, if you're listening, thank you, <laughs> uh, was um, you know was from Seattle. And when I came to visit. Portland one day said let's go to Seattle actually there's a pinball place that just opened up like six months ago and uh, that's how it all happened all right and I walked in here and of course because they're Mark's games sorry Mark uh, half of them weren't working and uh, you know it's this gal sitting on the bar stool reading a newspaper folded out the pinball machine and I went from one pinball machine to the next and I started bitching about the pinball machines and she heard it and she got mad at me <laughs> and she told me like uh, something like, well, if you are uh, such a hot shot, why don't you come fix one? Like, All right. Uh, Challenge accepted. Yeah. <laughs> My buddy Carl, who is a car guy, has a shop full of tools, says, fine, I'll be here tomorrow. 
and you fi- tell me which game to fix, and I fixed the pinball machine. And wow! I think I actually had to fly out that same day, if I remember correctly. Oh man! <laughs> and um, so I was basically on my way to the airport, and then she uh, sent me a care package, and I came back six months later for something. And um, anyways, that's his history. That's cool. Yeah. Wonderful. That's how it started. So, so how much has like I, I came to Shorties for the first time in 2007. How much changed? over those those 10 years or even just over the the first couple of years transitioning from from its original inception to you well you the first involved. the first shorty's version was was a very artistic uh, place and uh, larry reed has um you know has a lot of, to do with that and he could tell you more about it but basically all the furniture all the all the decor was all designed after pinball like drop targets slingshots and flippers and so the whole place was designed to look like a play field basically but it wasn't very functional and I, th- I don't I don't think all that furniture when I first came here was still here um, but then um, the other issue was that um, people did that wanted to play pinball didn't like to play where people were drinking because people yeah. bump into them and, and so we had a, a little the original trophy room was where the pinball machines are now hmm. And so we decided to um, <clears throat> to move all the bar stuff to the front and move all the games to the back. And that was the second uh, version of Shorties. So the arcade games are still in the front, but the pins are all in the back. And this, this trophy room wasn't here. We, we sacrificed the trophy room. And then a few years later, so that must have been around 2000, 2001. And uh, when we... When the Speakeasy folks from Speakeasy uh, Networks, okay, they were our neighbors. They had the whole business, the whole building here. Huh, okay. Um, <clears throat> when they moved out, we uh, took over this little back side room and reinstated the trophy room. So that was added later, and in the process, took out the old bathroom, so there was room for more pinball machines. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so was the <clears throat> was the Speakeasy machine still here when Speakeasy was your no. neighbor? That oh. was that was actually also buried in a pile of oh, yeah. pinball machines that were half dead, oh. and um, <laughs> and so one after another, you know, I started pulling them out of the pile. And Fathom is a perfect example of that. And uh, you know, uh, Centaur actually Centaur was also from. I Holland. miss Centaur. Mm, yeah. Me too. Yeah. You ever feel like bringing that back? We, oh we yeah, we're working on it. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> one of these days. Hot scoop. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. surprised when the surf champ left. I felt like it had been fused to the floor at this yeah, point. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and, and you know, I, I, and that's and people sometimes ask, why do you have these old? Uh, you know, they don't make any money. Well, it's, you know, and and that's maybe true. But, and, and there's maybe maybe different games we could put there that make more money. But you know, I kind of like to have. We don't have a lot of space. We're not the pinball museum. We don't have room for. You know everything from the 50s to the to today. Right. Um, but I do like to have a bit of a a crosscut of different kinds of pinball machines. You know, and uh, an EM. Sh- I mean, I think Godleaps are probably the best EMs they that were ever made. Mm-hmm. So they, you got to have them. You know, it's a feast of targets and flippers, <laughs> and it's really simple to understand, but hard to uh, hard to finish. And that's what's beautiful about a godly pinball machine. I think. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah. Um, and then, so the Shorty's Annual Tournament celebrated 20 years this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Let's do the. So that would be 97 then. 97, so it already yeah. was established by the time you got here? Yes. Okay. 
things. And there's uh, regulars here that were here before me. Uh-huh. And uh, they could probably tell you more about it than sure. I. <laughs> we'll, we'll get them on the next episode. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, and it's, and it's changed. You know, we used to have uh, nothing, and then we started giving away pinball machines. And, mm-hmm. and that, that, that ended because uh, nobody had a car. And then I find myself moving a pinball machine Monday mornings, <laughs> and I have other things to do. Yeah. Or not. And most people don't even have room for a pinball machine, you know, and the, or the roommate doesn't want it or whatever it is. that. Uh, so they prefer the cash. And um, so we, and, and it was also, you know, times are changing because you could find a pinball machine for a hundred bucks. And I'll stick it in my shop and I work on it over the course of a year or six months. And by the time six months are passed, this thing is rock solid. You know it's not going to fall apart during the tournament. And then uh, also not getting service calls the second day is left. Uh, but those days are over because you can't even find a junker pinball machine for less than $750. Yeah. Yeah. It's then, so insane. Yeah. So, the, you know, it's really hard. And again, I don't think most people prefer... They, they, they would probably prefer cash over the... Uh, and it makes it a little less romantic. Yeah. And I wish I, wish I could... And maybe we will with you know with what's coming in the next couple of years maybe we'll have a chance to uh, revisit that um, that format you know sure. and have the tournament the finals on the the prize game and the front room. in the front room yeah. yeah i was telling you about before we started um recording here that my first tournament was at shorty's in 2009 for powder puff and and back then and we were saying that that was probably the last year that he gave out um pinball machines yeah, you gotta walk back. Circle around, and you'll be gone through here. Just come back the way you came. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. This is uh, live radio, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot to call su- security. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> so she made it back this far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry. That's okay. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, we would. Uh, the finals would be in the front room by the bar, so it'd be like the first thing you see when you walk in, and there's just two people battling it out for the machine. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah, and in the meantime, you still have people walking the door that have no clue what's going on, and mm-hmm. well, what's going on here? Oh yeah. And there's like <laughs> 50 people clustered by the front door. And they and don't the realize how big of a deal it is. Right, and then the rest <laughs> of the place is completely empty. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it's really funny. Um, when I used to work at Full Tilt Ballard when it first opened, I would get this pretty often that people off the street would walk by, see machines in there, and then um, offer to sell something that their grandmother had or their uncle had in the basement. Does that happen every um, now and then here? Well, yeah. I, I did get a phone call from some guy in Kansas City the other day. He oh, said, wow. He's like, I got a few pinball machines, and I'll throw them in the truck. I'll come deliver them. <laughs> but it's like, ah, yeah, it's really kind of you, but... Uh, it, other than that, um, no. I f- well, first of all, with the you know with the internet that we have nowadays, right. there's so much knowledge out there. You know, it's hard to find a deal any anywhere, whether it's cars or antiques or pinball machines, whatever mm-hmm. it is. People kind of know, even if you have no clue what a pinball machine is, it wouldn't take you much time to educate yourself on the internet. Yeah. yeah, you have and to get lucky with a combination of desperation and ignorance for that right. to happen. Yeah, yeah and sometimes people come up to say, hey, uh, I got this pinball machine, uh, but, you know, um, I, I already have, you know, some really cool pins, and I know by the time I'm 75, I probably won't have 80 pinball machines in my basement. <laughs> yeah. So, 
uh, I politely decline unless it's something that oh yeah that's the pinball machine I've been looking right. for for a long time yeah. sure <laughs> uh, yeah at this point I assume your collection's pretty vast and you have to be very discerning how long have you been a um, I mean you've you've kind of proliferated as an operator under shorties as well over the right. last mm-hmm. five to ten years Correct. Uh, when did that start happening and take off and uh, what are we looking at now that started happening when uh, when I realized that my storage space was full <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and also because people were you know, some people are genuinely pissed off. Like, hey, what happened to this pinball machine? Mm. Where did it go? <laughs> well, it's in it's in my shop, and I don't know what to do with it. Um, but it, I think, I think the uh, when it's changed was um, uh, when we had Jules Maze because we had a, a game room in the back. We had mm. six pins and a bunch of video games and everything. And so after we sold Jules Maze, the game stayed. And so the next thing you know, we started rotating pins and, and it kind of went from there. Hmm. But it was around that time, like around 2003. So it's been f- almost 15 years now. And it slowly has grown. Every time Gary Stern, uh, you know, sells a new pinball machine, I'll have to get it. <laughs> yeah. And, and Jersey Jack, of course, you know. Yeah. So new tiles come out. And there's other guys out there that I'm kind of looking at but I'm not sure haven't been tempted yet no because you know um, there's so much development going on nowadays but it really matters to me because people always ask me what's your favorite pinball machine well in all honesty it's the one that doesn't break I was gonna say the one that works right yeah, yeah. yeah. because you know I don't want I don't want a, something on the street that breaks all the time first of all has my name on it yeah and then the guy who who is the bar owner is pissed off because there's this turd sitting in a corner taking up space mm-hmm. and the lights are off on a Saturday night you know you don't need that no not uh, only is it not making you money but then you have to spend more time and parts and whatever like to yeah, go fix and, it and of course uh, you know uh, it's not just it's not just about the money it's also about the passion but yeah. the reality is there's so many hours in a day and if I have um, you know a long list of Stearns and, and Valley Williams games that need to need, need help uh you know, the rest is going to have to wait because mm-hmm. there's only so many hours in a day. It's true. So, yeah. Well, and uh, naturally, you you can't go around and fix all of these yourself. So no. I know you, you start training people. Like, right. Um, what, what's your team look like at this point? Uh, well, um, they're both males. They're in. They're in their <laughs> late. Oh, literally, 30s. what they look like. Okay. <laughs> good. <laughs> but they're both married. So. Oh. Ladies, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we have... Uh, uh, um, it's kind of changed over the years. Um, we have... Uh, I don't know if Eric is a guy who's been here for a few years now. And, um, you know, he does... Uh, and and, and you, you're asking pinball mechanic, but we do other things too. So it's not just pins. It's mm. primarily it's pinball machines. And ATMs but, and yeah. Everything. Because a lot of guys say, well, yeah... I like pinball machines, but do you guys have uh, this or that? Well, no, but maybe we should look into that, you know. So they, the guys that, that work on this stuff, they have um, they have to have a bit of an all-round knowledge about everything. But, of course, pinballs are the games that break the most. So mm-hmm. the majority of the time is spent on fixing pinball machines. And both Eric and RJ are, um, are primarily doing that. Mm-hmm. And of course, stuff that comes off the street needs to be shopped out. So we take it completely apart and we throw everything away that looks fishy and 
rebuild it and put it back out on the street and the uh, next day it's broken again just like a new new pinball machine you yeah. know that's gonna be so frustrating <laughs> well yeah it happens yeah and it's uh you know it is frustrating sometimes but um you know it's it's that's it's pinball and if if you don't like that or if you can't handle that then it's really not a the business you for it to be in you know mm-hmm. So at this point, you know, you get the new Jersey Jacks, you get the new Stearns. Mm-hmm. Um, are you are you intaking much more at this point? Or are you are you trying to winnow down your uh, collection? Or are there any like, you know, uh, white whales out there for you? Well, you know, <clears throat> like for instance, if you go to the Tacoma, it's not Tacoma, the North it's Tacoma, yeah, yeah, Northwest Pinball yeah. Arcade yeah. Room show. There's always um, oddball stuff there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm always interested because I want to know what I really want to know is okay are these games running on a system that is 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 it is it super archaic or is it super uh, you know um, I don't know it, it could be even even Stern and Jersey Jack have changed their platform so many times over the past few years that it's hard to uh, to keep track of what no board goes in this particular game anymore and mm. and uh, you got to have um, all the stuff in stock uh, so if another guy comes out with something new uh, for instance the the Williams um, what is it the Tag for Mars and the, oh, the Medieval remake, Madness remake. remakes mm-hmm. you know I, I want to know is this stuff built the way the other ones are built and they're not built like the original ones I know that but yeah but if it's something uh, you know something really crazy that nobody else uses I'm going to think about it twice. Right, because you sure. want to be able to get the parts. Like I want to be able to get the parts, but I also don't want to have to buy all these parts that only go in this particular game. Yeah, proprietary be- stuff. Right, mm-hmm. and it breaks on a Friday afternoon at 5 o'clock, and nobody knows, um, you know, where is, do we have a spare board for this? Do we have that? No. And a lot of the stuff nowadays, I mean, the old driver boards and even CPU boards, you can fix those, those circuit boards, but nowadays with the node board systems, it's so it's it's so it, there's not much to fix really mm. you know so they basically expect you to stock spare boards and every single one of them is four or five hundred bucks you know so you gotta you're gonna have to be a little cautious before you buy new stuff fair yeah but you know um who, who's to say uh, there might be a houdini here next year or um or Big Lebowski, if it ever if it ever gets built. Yeah, if they ever <laughs> figure out what's happening with that. <laughs> right, and, and 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 that's all these problems, you know. Um, first of all, that's also a thing that's changed with the pinball business is that somehow the manufacturers and uh, no hard feelings, Jack or <laughs> or Gary, but I'm not the bank, mm-hmm. you know. I can't bankroll their operations. I need. To hang on to the cash to do my own things and you know, keep my, fix my own problems. So when a pinball machine comes out, I gladly pay for it, but not two years in advance. Yeah. Sure. Or three mm-hmm. years in advance. It's a lot to ask. Yeah, that's Anything understand. could happen between then and. Well, you know, and then and now with uh, and I did the only time I did it was with Big Lebowski, and here we are. I'm still yeah. Waiting for yep. Big Lebowski. Those that's damn Dutchman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I hope Houdini comes out and gets off the ground though. That was a oh, lot yeah, of fun yeah, to yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you get a chance to play that at the Northwest Pinball. Uh, show. Yeah, I uh, was it last year? What I forget from the this, it was this just year. this last year. Yeah. yeah, so just this June. Uh, I can't remember. Was I there? I was there. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Those start to blur together too, though. Yeah. They do, yeah. Because mm. I remember when they switched to, from Seattle to Tacoma. Yeah. It's like, what the hell are they thinking? Nobody's going to go. But It's funny, the year that they moved it to Tacoma was the year that I moved from Tacoma to Seattle. Oh, so great. I was still like, <laughs> yeah. making the journey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so are there any uh, the older games, White Whale games, that you haven't been able to get your hands on that you're still looking for? or? Or have you pretty much been able to round out your? Uh, well, your dream the biggest ticket? mistake I ever made was uh, to pass on a um, Circus Voltaire. Oh. And, uh, that was offered to me for a very, very reasonable price. But I think it was because we were just moving our warehouse or something, and mm. I was trying to unload stuff. And uh, I said, "Well, there'll be another one." Well, Turns I was out wrong. There was. <laughs> I'm sure there's yeah. another one, but not for that price. Yeah, yeah. people are holding uh, so, on to them. Yeah, so that one is uh, is one I regret, um, and um, and then there's a few. I, we don't have a no good gophers. We don't have one of those, um, but I think we covered pretty much uh, most of the classics. You know, like probably ninety percent of all the good games that are there we have. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few stern tiles we don't have we don't have uh, Ripley's we don't have you know some of the older sterns but since they don't come out with uh, st- uh, soft upgrades for those games <coughs> I have no intention on getting those mm-hmm. uh, but if there's anything I would like to complete it'd probably be the Zipper Flipper uh, 60's uh, Zipper Flipper games oh yeah how yeah. many games are in that about? I, know, I um, can only think of like 4 million BC. Yeah, 4 million uh, BC was, uh, well, that was one of the later ones mm-hmm. and uh, Fireball, but um, they had uh, Rock Makers, Dogies, um, um, what was that? Cosmos. I actually have the Cosmos. Capersville. Oh, Shift. yeah, Capersville's fun. Uh, it's yeah. challenging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, a lot of, uh, if you look at that stuff, it's crazy. Uh, I have a 4 million BC, it's in a shop now, but mm-hmm. you know, the, they have skill shots, they have multi-balls, oh, yeah. they have... There's ball fl- locks, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, and that's all EM stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, uh, but of course, with the stubby flippers, it's really hard to play. And, it's hard uh, to trap, too. <laughs> yeah, and I think most people are kind of turned off by the stubby flippers, because it's too, it's too I don't know, intimidating. Yeah, the the initial barrier of getting good at it is it's steeper, right. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But all the older, all the old goats like myself, you know, <laughs> when they, uh, that was what pinball was back in the day. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't change until like 1970, and I was already um, 17. No, se- I was six. Sorry. <laughs> Don't want to add your unnecessary years onto yourself. Right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, so that is, um, you know, that is, that is, that would be something to um, that I would like to complete. But but then again, how many pinball machines do you have to have in your life? You know. Fair. Well, how many pinball games do you think you have in your life right now? <laughs> spread out across Not the enough. Pacific Northwest. Not <laughs> uh, because it, it, and we, we kind of talked about this too before the uh-huh. uh, before the start of the interview is how many more pinball machines does Seattle need? Right. Uh, right now, it, it, people are clamoring for more pinball, and, it's the, and I remember looking at a Skillshot magazine a long time ago, going over the list and talking to Gordon. It's like, wow, there's like almost 200 pinball machines in Seattle now. Look at that. 
but now we've got to be up to five, four, five hundred yeah. things at least. We're up there for sure. So, and when is it going to end? I don't know. And as long as we people want more pinball machines, I guess I need more pinball machines. Fair enough. As a as from a business standpoint of view, but from a personal standpoint of view, you know, I I think uh, I'd be happy with having just one or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? What would that one or two be for you? What are your desert desert uh, island games? Well, the the oh, you know, by the way. Um, Gilligan's Island. I don't have a Gilligan's Island. Oh. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I've only ever played that at Dorky's years and years and years they, ago. They had one on uh, location at Hummingbird for a long time, and okay. I was just there a few days ago, and I was very sad to a see sad it's not it there gone, anymore. Yeah. Yeah. A pinball machine with a volcano on it. Yeah. <laughs> an island. Anyways, um, you know, that's a good question, because I have the luxury of, uh, of rotating something out of my house, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just put, uh, for my kids, I just put uh, Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man in, uh, in the basement. Hmm. Nice. Uh, See, if it's one or two for me, I just think of like having two fast breaks. Yeah, yeah well, you know, <laughs> and, that's, and that's the only pinball machine I ever sold. Oh, wow. Uh, again, because of, this was during the lean years of shorties where we didn't have a lot of room, didn't have a lot of money, and I think it was because we bought our first uh, Medieval Madness, hmm. and I needed some money. Yeah, it's a big chunk of change right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. They were very expensive. They were almost almost $4,000. <laughs> they're Back then. <laughs> <laughs> now they're well, 10 or 11. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I'm glad you got that Medieval Madness. That was actually the game that kicked it off for me. When I was a kid growing up, I, uh, I don't know, I would, I would, you know, hit both flippers and the ball would drain fast and I'd be like, well, this, is, this sucks. I'm going to go play a fighting game or something instead. But it wasn't until 2008 I came here and... Uh, uh, had a friend walk me through Medieval Madness and all the shots, and it just like my eyes opened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was, <clears throat> it was the Cadillac uh, for a long time. Of course, there's so many good titles that have come out since, but it also has. It's kind of it's kind of become a brand on its own. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and people always say Mars Revenge, and they say, "Oh, you mean Attack from Mars?" Yeah, Attack from Mars. Right. That one. <laughs> And it may be Adam's family, but those are all pinball machines that have, uh, you know, they have their, their, their own thing, you know, their own entity. And, and, yeah, they're uh, original licenses, you know, they, yeah. they built a world around the machine. Yeah, mm. and they have, <clears throat> you know, people, even nowadays when I talk to people, oh, yeah, I want some games for my bar. And the first thing they'll ask is, we have a Medieval Madness. That's mm. But we also have a really cool pinball machines that are not Medieval Madness. Because there's a lot of cool pinball machines out there, mm-hmm. as you probably know. Yeah, I've, I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. Um, I was wondering how many playfield glasses do you think you go through in a year? Well, not many, thank God. That's great, actually. It's good in to fact, hear. the last one that broke was our own stupid fault. Well, not our own stupid fault. Our our fault. <laughs> it wasn't me, but that happens sometimes, and mm-hmm. they just break for whatever reason. Because. Um, um, that is a true bitch when people play, yeah. break a glass on a, it's on the game. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's been a few. There's been a few games that, that you know here where the play field glass broke, and even years later, it doesn't matter. You can take the whole damn game apart to the last screw, and still years later, you still find glass. It's so crazy. It's like a bomb goes off. Yeah. And it lodges in little nooks and crannies, and it, and then you put the game away or you put it in the car or whatever, and it gets. And jostled gets, or something yeah, somehow next thing you know there's glass in the play field even Ugh. though 
you took everything off, yeah. you know. Where could it have been hiding? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. like sandpaper on a, on a, on the wood, so you really don't need that. Yeah, especially if it gets on the pinball too, and then it's just like going across the play field, scratching every place it yeah. hits. Yeah. It's a, it's forty bucks for a piece of glass, and it's about seven hundred fifty dollars in labor to uh, to take it all apart and put it all back together. Jeez. Yeah, I know that happened to Bobby one time. Like someone um, just pounded on the edge of the uh, whitewater on the corner and it just shattered all the way through. Yeah, Yeah, we have it sometimes. You just hold a glass in your hand and it just, you hold it in your hands, it just shatters. Mm -hmm. Or you hit that one corner, it's tempered, so it just explodes. Yeah, Yeah. or you Mm -hmm. put it down on the the floor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What? And that actually happened. uh, That was one of my blunders in the pinball. My pinball career was... My was the first game I had to work on this new for this new boss, and uh, I was right there with the with the supervisor, and I pulled the glass off the play field, and I have it in my hand, and it goes like, wow. <laughs> I was five minutes into my you know first day. And wow. Oh my gosh. Sink or swim, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just yeah, getting they, right into they it. They kept me for some reason. I don't know why. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad that they did. <laughs> yeah. It's been a lot of fun over the years, mm-hmm. but you know, in the '80s, it got a little weird with all those slot machines, and I wasn't really into that. So um, yeah, I'll do something else. But I was well, still doing house calls, you know, on the side. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Well, since as a teenager, you figured out how to throw 15 credits on there at time. No, I was. I wasn't. I don't even think. Were I was you younger 10 than that? <laughs> oh wow. Anyways, um, yeah. Maybe I was 10. Have you had that same experience from the bar owner pers- perspective, where people come in and try to, like steal add credits in a way or steal quarters out like uh well yeah it's but it's more of the the so-called pros they you know they come in with a tool and they uh-huh. have the door open in two seconds and take the money mm. that has happened numerous times yeah uh, but it kind of comes with bits and spurts where you know, mm-hmm. knock on wood it yeah. hasn't <laughs> happened for a while but Good. You, you got these people and i think they just go from town to town and then they, they find all the locate or they just look. I don't know how to do it. I'm not a career perfect uh, yeah. criminal. <laughs> but you know, I have some mug shots, but they, none of them look like regulars or local yeah. people. Uh, but yeah, we uh, it's, and they break the game and they break the door and they break whatever they need to break so they can get their hands on the cash. Uh, that's why uh, I always recommend put a put a shitty lock on your game. It's a lot cheaper replace a shitty lock than to replace the entire front side of a ga- pinball machine. Gotcha. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's smart. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Anyways, yeah. Well, um, so you, you uh, haven't been involved with the Jules May for a long time, but you did open up another... But how, I, I know you have the Meyer. Do you oh, have right. anything else going on no. like that? No, that's... Uh, no, we... Do, we uh, I was like the, the neighborhood, you know, uh, it kind of reminds me of Europe. Old yeah, buildings yeah, for and, sure. And also... Uh, with all the gentrification that's happening in Seattle, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Pioneer Square seems to kind of be immune to that. Mm-hmm. You know, still a lot of dirt everywhere, and it kind of reminds me of how uh, Belltown was back in the day, because you know there's so many bars and clubs here now, restaurants. But back in in the early 2000s, there wasn't. I mean, yes, we had a little strip here, of the Rendezvous, and the Lava Lounge, and Mamas, and the Crocodile, and and, and us, you know, and. But there was a furniture store next door and a pet store right next to that, and 
and uh, there wasn't a dog park. There was crack park with the, the hoops uh, in the basketball mm -hmm. court, um, and that was it was it was a lot grittier back then. Of course, we still have our uh, street people, and um, and of course, there's still a lot of junkies, uh, dealers that hang out here at night. Mm -hmm. But it's gentrified a lot more than Pioneer Square has, and so I liked. Um, I always liked that neighborhood because of that, you know, because mm -hmm. it, it's it's not Bellevue, right? Yeah. So I don't Far think they'll ever it. open a shorties in Bellevue for that matter. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's ever going to happen. Sorry, Bellevue. <laughs> <laughs> but they, I hear there's a light rail that's being built, so yeah. you can come here. That's right. Um, they can come here and then go home after they're in. <laughs> <laughs> Late night service, no yeah, problem. No, we still love you. <laughs> It was, it's been a little bit since I've been to Shorty, so when I came here tonight and saw that there was no fence where the tree is there and it's oh. been repaved and then yeah. the sidewalk got moved over or the yeah. um, parking yeah. got moved bike over. Lane, yeah, yeah, yeah the bike the lanes lane. there. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. That, that gentrification has happened to your block, but it, it looks like good improvements. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you take the good, you take the bad. Uh -huh. You right. take them all and then you have the we, maximum. We, we don't know what's going to happen, though. Uh, you know, it's, it remains to be seen how... How much of that is uh, going to be here? Five or ten years, mm -hmm. sure. With uh, with all the um, development going on in Seattle, so we don't know. I want to I want to circle back uh, just for a quick moment. Oh, so yeah. so uh, the Meyer was was primarily because you you wanted to get involved in Pioneer Square, right? Less so than that you had this vision for a bar and you wanted to do it. It was more like I want to I want a place in Pioneer Square. No, yeah, no, I wanted to. A, 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 I always look at Shorties as being a neighborhood bar. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wanted to do something similar in Pioneer Square. Word. Um, so open up a place that's not too big, you know, has. A, homey feel and, and uh, you know it's nothing in particular you know but it, we, we try to do a bit of a, um, a blend of a Dutch neighborhood bar with an American neighborhood bar hmm. uh, but really nothing uh, nothing n nothing trendy or anything like that you know not trying to tap into anything particular uh, and uh, we, of course we have the in, in Pioneer Square there's the sports crowds and mm -hmm. and uh, so the, the, those people come you know and then there is slowly the neighborhood people are finding us and uh, but you know and we, we added some pinball because initially I didn't want to do that because mm -hmm. I didn't want it to be shorties too mm -hmm. and it's still not a shorties too because there's only three pinball machines right right you, you started with just one there just I want to yeah, say yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but well. that was because the layout was a little you know, we had to f make a few tweaks to, because there's not a lot of room, and sometimes that's what it takes. You just gotta sit there on the bar stool for a few days and <laughs> have a few drinks, get drunk once or twice, and it's like, uh huh. I've that's got how it. Yeah. yeah, that's how we're gonna do it. Very you know? nice. Uh huh. Well, I, I think you accomplished that. It's it's a pretty comfortable bar. It, it's without Thank you. it's without you know pretense. I, I I've enjoyed my my couple times in there. Um, but uh, have to you get, played the Medusa, by the way? I haven't been there since. You know, I haven't played the Medusa. Um, I wanna. I want to know who played Medusa and got extended play, because it's really it hard. <laughs> I made well, write really into us at skillshotpincast at gmail.com if that was yeah. you. 
<laughs> well, um, so, so to come back to where we were starting to go there with the, the future of Belltown and how yeah. much has changed so much. Yeah, and I also just wanted to hear about maybe the story when the, yes. the I know upstairs where you're going. apartments. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. With the, the, I mean, there was that possibility of uh, the whole block changing here, and right. a lot of us were deathly afraid of what Losing that would shorties. exactly, and and some of the other places around right. here, but especially you know, right. shorties for, uh, yeah. for us. And from from your perspective, that that whole story, how did that play, play out? Uh, well, it's still in motion. There is uh, really no. Uh, I don't really know, and that's the other thing. People always ask me, uh, like, hey, what's happening with the block? And well, I'll probably be the last guy to know when when I hear from my landlord, hey, you're out of here. You got one more year, whatever. Um, but that hasn't happened yet. But I do believe that the writing is on the wall. And um, people seem to think that um, we are in the Wayne Apartments. We're not in the Wayne Apartments. The Wayne Apartments got landmarked. We didn't. So this, you know, I wouldn't be surprised in five or ten years, uh, Shorty's, uh, Rabbit Hole, and used to be Clever Bottle or something else now. I forget the name of it. Oh, yeah. Um, it's that kind of writer-themed bar. Right. I, I don't remember the name of it either. And uh, Tula's <clears throat> will, will, will not be here anymore. So... Uh, we know that Mama's got landmarked, but I don't know how much it really means. I don't think, I don't know really what, this, I, I don't really know enough about it. I don't know what's going to happen there, but that potentially could also be gone. Mm. So that, that there's not much left in this block. Yeah, yeah so, uh, so that landmark status for, for the Wayne or for Mama's, like, it slowed the momentum, but you feel like the writing, yeah, is Well, still and even there. if, you know, even if it stays, uh, the building needs help so oh yeah so i'm assuming if they get landmarked to the point where they cannot tear it down at all somebody's gonna have to fix it right so that means that everybody needs to get out because yeah. it needs that building needs a lot of help yeah that's true and this building needs help too um so you know it's hard to say um uh, but um Personally, that is a different question than if you would ask me, for instance, what's going to happen to shorties? Fair. That's well, good. what's yeah. going to happen to shorties? <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, if, if if you get the uh, you got one year and you're through, like, would you would you say okay, it's been a good run, or do you think you try to find a new spot? For no, it? no, I, I uh, want to keep it. Uh, I want to keep it alive. Word. Good. Um, That's great. So, um, you know, we don't know, but. Um, I have a, I'm feeling pretty good about, you know, what's going to happen. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think whatever it is, it's going to be good. Awesome. I like the sound of that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it, there's so many uh, unknowns, you know, and uh, so many things happen that uh, it's always hard to say, you know, how it's, even the, it might be where we find a new place right right in the block here somewhere and and then uh, all the customers decide to leave because they can't afford to live in Seattle for the mm. That's possible. Who knows what's happening? You know? mm-hmm. We don't know. Or everybody gets sick of pinball one day. I suppose it could happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon. No, yeah. We were, no. Right before we started recording, we were talking about it's, it's a common conversation in the community. Yeah. Like this bubble. Like it right. seems like it's got to pop. But at the same time, like 
the community engagement, like the actual pinball community, seems to keep growing and solidifying and building on itself. Right. So, like that that aspect of it, it's kind of hard to see it popping anytime soon. Right. Yeah. If, and you know, and I don't know how. Uh, you know, of course, I can't speak for anybody else who's doing uh, what we're doing uh, and why they got into it. But we never. And I actually had this conversation with somebody the other day, and I forgot who it was. We never. Um, we never did it because it was, uh, you know, because it was trendy or people thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. We just did it because I, I liked it, you know what I mean? It so happened to be that other people liked it too. But when most people go away because they don't like it anymore, I probably still like it, you know, and I'll probably yeah. still be doing it. <laughs> and Pretty there'll true be like a handful passions. of people left that's, oh yeah, it's actually still cool, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I guess we're doing it for selfish reasons. That's a fine we're not reason doing to it do for anything. you. We're doing it for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just get to partake. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. No, I'm I'm really, uh, you know, I think uh, grateful is the word for uh, how things you know happened and and uh, how we were somehow part of a community that was built around pinball, mm-hmm. and uh, but also for the neighborhood, and that's. Like what we were just talking about that when, when this landmark thing and the, the possible demolition of this block first came, uh, you know, um, what was that? Two years ago, three years ago? It was not quite three. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was. It was. Uh, it was about a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, kind of like third quarter of 2015. Right. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think. Yeah. It, it made me, uh, you know, with all these people showing up to all these meetings and. And people all up in arms about what's going to happen to Belltown and mm-hmm. Shorties. Um, it made me realize that you know it's it's become a part of the community of a local community, and uh, you know that's really uh, the biggest compliment. You know, is, hey, it, ma- it matters to people what's happening to a place that is really my bread and butter. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. my livelihood, but it's also it's also. Um, a, a, a living a living room for people that live here in the mm-hmm. neighborhood because they have they don't have one at home. Mm-hmm. But this is where they meet their friends or whatever it is that they come here for. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, it's flattering and I like and that's I don't know if it's because of me or if it's just lucky or whatever it is or because we had great bartenders who knows but it happened and uh, yeah it's nice to uh, to know that uh, people actually care you know they think oh this is great this is a you know it's not just a not just a bar that you know people go on a Saturday night to get messed up and and they can't remember Sunday morning where they were right they can't even remember where they went to on right. Saturday night right yeah. <laughs> no and that's you see, sometimes not very often but every now and then I'll, I'll look online and look at a Yelp review or something and people either hate this place, you know, with every grain in their body, <laughs> and they'll go on fuming for pages and pages about what's wrong with this place. Or and they get it, yeah. Yeah, and they're right. You know, this place stinks. <laughs> it really does. But it's people love that smell. So, <laughs> so what's wrong with that? It's got um, its own charm to it, for sure. Right, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, well, outside of, we've talked about the future of Belltown and possible future of Shorties. Is there anything on the immediate horizon that you could, that you're excited about, that you could tease to us or the listeners? 
Anything you got cooking? Well, um, at this point, I, uh, if anything, I'm really uh, more sad mm. instead of excited because the skill shot guys yeah. decided to call it quits. Boom. <laughs> 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 I, uh, no, it's, it's really, um, I, you know, it's an end of an era. And uh, like I was saying before the, tur- uh, the interview, is it's now uh, going to be the third generation of hosts to host a pinball tournament at Shorty's. And that's how long we've been here for. Uh, but I'm, you know, with all the, all the, you know, the time and the effort and the love and all this, all the things that they've done here, they've also have a legacy now with their, you know, magazine and the, and the tournaments they've hosted over the years. Um, so it's really um, kind of sad that that's now coming to an end. But, you know, I'm sure it's the start of new beginnings, so we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. You guys are getting old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they're gone. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's a lot to take on for that long, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. it is, yeah. It's yeah. kind of amazing that, that there have been so few people running, to, you know, Larry and yeah. Skillshot, like, over such a long period of time. Right. Um, do you have a sense of or uh, who might pick up that mantle? Or it's no. we're kind of in the wait and see moment because it yeah. just happened we're uh, right we're taking names as we speak so if there's anybody who's uh, interested and crazy enough to do this it means you have to get up early on sunday morning for yeah. one thing. <laughs> and stay out late yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. bring some cool prizes yeah this uh this particular last uh, tournament wasn't very good because i was up out late that night before Ooh. I think I slept three hours and I had to be here from eight till midnight or something. Oh my gosh, yeah. And I was ready to go home, I can tell you that. But you know, um, um, I, but that's the thing, you, you need to have people that are excited about it too, you know, and I'm not saying that those guys are not excited, but mm-hmm. whoever's gonna take it, uh, the, you know, wants to be the host of a tournament, you're gonna, you're gonna have to be excited about it because it's a lot of work mm-hmm. and you have, you know, prepping it, and you have to do the, the PR and... You have to deal with people upset about losing their games. You know? Right. <laughs> There's the emotion of it while you're in the tournament, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. We actually had a... This was a long time ago. I think once or twice we had to kick somebody out because they just got too... Oh, no. Too almost physical about, you know, losing a pinball a game. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh... Jeez. I don't think you understand the, the concept of this afternoon or this <laughs> <Yeah>. evening. <laughs> man but you know um, yeah so passion is definitely something that's helpful uh, for pinball but also you got to find that fine line where you're not too serious because mm-hmm. if it's all it's not just about getting the best scores you know mm-hmm. it's also a social event where people are trying to have fun you know and so it's a little bit of everything and if a guy wants to be serious about something you gotta like you say you have to listen to him like oh this is what happened and you gotta get the referee come out and mm-hmm. so you gotta be serious enough but also have it be light enough you know what I mean absolutely yeah. well if, if you're listening here and you're thinking gosh <laughs> this could be me you can write into us at skillshotpincast at gmail.com and we'll, we'll pass it along to Ava out for absolutely. you absolutely just gotta uh, be prepared to work with the biggest asshole in pinball land <laughs> <laughs> grumpy 
Yeah, I've been here for those um, long day shorties annuals before like showing up at like 11 and helping Gordon and Brad set up and being here till midnight or one in the morning. Yeah. It's, a, it's a long day. Yeah, yeah. it's a commitment. <laughs> Especially when you think it's almost over. You say, no, yeah. this is just the beginning. And then you've mm. got guys like Robert Gagno and like Maka at the yeah. end and they're just still playing marathon games. You're yeah. like, nope, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. going to a tiebreaker. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, and that's actually, uh, I never even thought about that, but that's actually nice. Uh, that's one of the good things of having that tournament game, the prize game in the front, because it's usually something older. There's not a Quicker. very deep yeah. rule set, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and a ball's going to last. And something that they perhaps. haven't warmed up on all day, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, um, and, and again, I don't know what's going to happen with the tournament. Maybe we'll revisit the older formats uh, or or not. We go or maybe because Larry had his. Larry had his own flavor and how he mm-hmm. hosted the tournaments. And over the years it's changed and I can see maybe we'll go take some of the older elements and put it back in. It all depends on who ho- who hosts the tournament because right. it has to be something organic. And if the person who's gonna be the host, you know, has a certain feel for certain things, obviously some things are gonna work and other things are not gonna work. Mm-hmm. You do a little trial and error when you're doing something new. So. And I would like to have a female a, a host for the powder That'd be puff. Great. <laughs> yeah, That'd I would like that nice. too. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know why. I mean, th- th- that's also something that's changed a lot over the years. There's so many more females that are now, uh, you know, involved in the mm-hmm. pinball scene. Well, I started uh, my women's only tournament four years ago, so um, that's yeah. at Adaball the first Thursday of every month, and uh, Morgan Hendricks is running it, and she. We just had the last, the one this past week for the four-year anniversary. There's 38 players. Yeah. On a Thursday night, it was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's it would be nice to have uh, to do to to try something that, like that. It, and I think it's just more um, the reason why it's never happened is because um, there was no particular thoughts behind it. It's just something that grew. The way it did because initially with uh, with Larry we were only doing the uh, annual tournament mm-hmm. and then I, I came, uh, the, the powder puff came first and so Larry said okay I'll do that too and then uh, the then tournament, Tommy t- tournament. Tommy tournament came mm-hmm. and so it kind of grew like that organically and then and of course with uh, Skillshot there was always a bigger group of people involved mm-hmm. males and females but never really a female host or, right. or a team, you know, a female team. Well, I think that's a great call to action right there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I can think of plenty of people in, or women in the pinball community right now that would be great at it. So. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's Excellent. do it. Throw yeah. your names in the hat. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, we're just over an hour here, so we should probably wrap up soon. Yeah. Um, one more question occurred to me. Uh, we've talked about how the scene has grown so much. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, that means there's more interest. There's also more competition as well. Like ha- Jupiter what's across the street. Exactly. Yeah. Like Jupiter, oh, yeah. for example. Like, yeah. what's, ha- what's your relationship been with that dynamic as new people come in? I bet sometimes, like, especially with Jupiter being so close, I think Jeff was very, like, worried, like, nervous that you mm-hmm. were not going to be happy about you it. You step on anyone's toes. Yeah, and I think he was kind of relieved when you were like, no, this is good. Yeah, um, yeah but, well, uh, you know, I, again, it's, um, how do I say this? 
without sounding like I'm an asshole. <laughs> uh, Don't hold back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I do this for my own uh, personal reasons, you know. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, if other people um, want to do their thing, well, do it, you know. If I wanted to stop them, like, or anybody, and, you know, because, uh, you know, Jeff is not the first one. Uh, Adabal was there before, or John Jones, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Other places. Um, I mean, um, I I got to focus on my own problems. Absolutely. And, uh, and I don't, th- at this point, anyways, I don't think that um, what other people do is really, really a a big issue in my life, you know. So uh, I I uh, I lo- and to be honest, I don't even go out much anymore. <laughs> I go out like twice a month. Mm-hmm. And I'll just walk down the street from where I live, around the corner somewhere. I don't play pinball, you know. And uh, so I haven't been to Adabal in two years, probably, or three mm. years, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I haven't even been to Jupiter at all. Mm. Um, it's just um, I, I do other things outside of pinball, you know, yeah, that I like to yeah. do. Yeah, sure. That's really important to have an outside and, pinball life. <laughs> right, and and so, um, and and I just, f- from a business standpoint of view, well, there's so many, so many bars in this neighborhood that that take away potential customers, you know, that whether drink they have, here. Yeah, whether they have pinball or not, right? Right. Yeah. And, and, but on the other hand, they bring people to the neighborhood so that's true it's, true. it's a symbiotic so, relationship right exactly mm-hmm. yeah. well and the flip side to this though is also like do you have you had like people like i don't know jeff or bobby or or brad or uh, travis or anybody like come come to you and say we want to do this and and you've been doing this for a while like what are your what's your advice to us have, have people no. uh, that hasn't happened <laughs> no, no? okay Maybe. that's I interesting I don't, I don't think uh, that's ever happened no there's no but you know, um, maybe that's also because I don't hang out like I used to, mm. so people don't really see my face. Mm-hmm. You know? um, I don't know. Maybe uh, it has to do a little bit with um, how people are always going to be a little secretive about what they want to do. Sure. You know, it's like oh, I don't want people to know. Um, I don't know. But I haven't been a. Uh, I don't see my, and I've never found myself as a mentor, other than maybe telling um, the people that I work with how to fix a pinball machine. You know, I was like, oh, check this, check that. Why don't you do this? Or why don't you, whatever. Yeah. Well, if somebody were to approach you like that and they said, I want to open up the 87th pinball bar in <laughs> Seattle, <laughs> well, if, if you were to give them one quick piece of advice, could you if you do it I'll break your freaking <laughs> <laughs> I'll break your legs <laughs> break your fingers um, uh, you know um, uh, hey I was lucky because you know if this is if, the, if it turns out this is a bubble at least I was there from the beginning right and uh, um, and we when we opened the place it was so. It was on a shoestring, you know. It was. I mean, you couldn't even buy a refrigerator for the money that we spent to to get the doors open. You know, mm-hmm. nowadays it's so much more complicated. Um, there are so many uh, more regulations and things you got to do 
before you can even do anything, you know, and um, it's hard to find space. And when you find space, it's very expensive. Um, I think um, I found a lease, one of our old leases from way, way, way back when the first years or something. And it was like 900 bucks or something like that. Wow. How is that even possible? <laughs> you know, um. but that didn't last very long. Because that's, that, and that's also ironic. Uh, and it's, that's a story that's been told many, many times is how a lot of people are, you know, victim of their own success because they start drawing people to the neighborhood and then this place starts happening and then other people open up and next thing you know, your rent gets raised because uh, people want to open up a bar right next door. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what happened to us too. Yeah. But we're still here. And um, so to get back to your question, I don't really know what I would tell him because um, I don't even know if if I was if I was that person today with today's market and today's laws and all the things I say are you crazy <laughs> it's so expensive yeah. it's a lot of work yeah well it's a lot of work and it's a lot of money mm -hmm. it's very expensive to open up a bar uh, especially if you want to do something you know like Jupiter did with it's, it's, it's it is um, it's not easy you know and um, you're gonna have to staff the place well are these guys are they gonna be the face that you want it to be you know are you guys are you, uh, and, and that's problems we had in, this, in the beginning of shorties too there was people that worked here it's like eh, I don't know I don't know if you'll be working here much longer to be honest you know and um, there was a lot of problems with staffing there's a lot of all businesses have that but we were lucky that we could grow in a time where it was relatively easy hmm. and now things are much more competitive um, and there's a lot more pinball bars in Seattle so why would you open a pinball bar I don't know that's that that's that, perfectly fine advice to give uh, uh, you <laughs> know like, Capitol, Hill, Capitol Hill has one or two well one now I guess um, you know, there's places in the north end, there's places in the south end, mm -hmm. there's places downtown, um, and there's places in ID where you can go play pinball, mm -hmm. and they all have more than five pinball machines. Absolutely. More than, more yeah. than ten pinball machines. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, West Seattle, everywhere. Um, Tukwila, you name it, there's pinball mm -hmm. places everywhere. Edmonds, you know, um, and none of the stuff was here even seven years ago maybe yeah years seriously ago. Mm -hmm. so uh, you know the place is getting crowded so if you want to open up a pinball bar you're gonna have to prepare get Go prepared to, to spend a lot of money <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. and I hope you know you're gonna be here in five years because yeah. people still like to play pinball fair enough <laughs> so I don't know what I would tell them to be honest I'd be you know good luck <laughs> all right <laughs> well um then i think we should wrap up here yeah. thank you so much Ava, no, for thanks joining for us. Great. absolutely i'm sorry i made you wait so long that's okay it was it was completely <laughs> worth it um all right so let's just wrap up with some plugs then i don't actually think i have any plugs uh right now i don't do think you? i do either no all right is there anything you want to plug any anything coming up on the calendar and anything interesting i just want to say can i say hi yes yeah. please hi mom 
and dad. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we'll make sure to share this with you when it comes out so they can get that, that nice little hello. I'm shocked if they hear that. It's like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, and well, we have, uh, what plugs do we have? We have uh, to plug. Well, I just want to make sure that we actually already talked about that is that we find uh, people that can take on the legacy that uh, the Skillshot guys are leaving behind them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and something that fits our place, you know, a little bit quirky, a little bit, a little bit of street dirt, you know, and a little bit of everything. Yeah, I like it. If if, if that does, if that is a good description of you, or if you've got a friend that you think that matches, yeah. again, you can write into us at skillshotpincast@gmail.com. I'm just going to roll this into the rest of yeah, ours. Yeah, and also thanks to Dan for letting yes. me borrow. Thank you, Dan, for <laughs> oh. loaning your laptop and making this much smoother than it that otherwise would have been for me. Um, yeah. Uh, also follow us on uh, Twitter at Skillshot. Follow us on Facebook, Skillshot, and also Skillshot Pincast. Rate and review us anywhere you listen to podcasts. We appreciate that. Share it with a friend. Um, I don't have anything else. I don't either. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> need. Happy New Year if we don't get to you yeah. guys again before the end of uh, December, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Happy Th- New Year. Think about your New Year's pin solutions <laughs> and write into us and let us know what they are. All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks Thanks for being here. Thank you.